Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shia Ghoul itself. This is a dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sightblinder. May find shade this day. Sarah, how are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm good. We've, that's, we're talking about the finale today. And there are a lot of thoughts going on, apparently, in Sarah's head. She told me. There's so many thoughts. She, she messaged me. She was like, you were like, I have thoughts. <laughs> Which is what I tell you after yeah. every single episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm always like, really? <laughs> Just, I want to pretend like I'm surprised. Like, whoa. But you're not. Whoa, you have thoughts about things. <laughs> you're like, I finished the episode. That means Sarah's probably thinking something. <laughs> right. She probably has thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts. <laughs> because this is the thing is I watch it before you do, I'm pretty sure, almost mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And I don't want to actually like give you my opinion and and taint your viewing experience Mm -hmm. so i just say i have thoughts good yeah i mean i'm being a considerate friend that's good i mean and you're proving yourself not to be vapid as well by by proving that you have thoughts so good thanks (laughs) (laughs) hey i'm I'm just i'm just happy to have a podcast Mm co-host isn't vapid so it's all good. So, uh, anyways, what what did you overall this episode? What where does it rank in the hierarchy of of your favorites? Honestly, yeah, it was <laughs> no, not tell, my favorite. Tell us a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just make something up, Sarah. <laughs> Please, <laughs> hopeful. Um, it was not my favorite. That's fair. It's probably pretty low down there yeah i could see that yeah i did not enjoy it as much as i wanted to enjoy it yeah i wanted to enjoy it a lot more than it let me it allowed me to yeah okay all right well i'm I'm, I'm there with you so i didn't do it for you no (laughs) (laughs) as as lone star would ask (laughs) no (laughs) okay okay uh yeah so where yeah i wanted i just wanted more i wanted more everything i wanted more action i wanted more wolves i wanted more channeling i wanted more info i wanted i wanted less balcony talking yeah they're like, I'm on a balcony. We're going to have a dramatic minute or seven. Here. I, I just wanted more. 
And it, <laughs> it felt like, you know, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like they were trying to do this really big finale that would hook you and make you want to watch season two. And there'd be like this really great showdown battle. And then it was like they, they planned this whole thing. And the production house was like, all right, it's going to cost this much money. And they're like, oh, we have $25. Right. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Which is sad. It was very disappointing. And I, the, I was, we'll get into it. I just, it was disappointing. Yeah. I, I will say this. I was right, basically. Like, I, I basically called what what the episode was going to be like i was a little bit right what did you say yours was going to be i said matt wasn't going to be in it which Which he was he was in it for a whole three seconds which Mm -hmm. by the way that whole three seconds is basically cutting room floor footage like that could easily have been shot at any point through the whole season from any episode of when they were going to um yeah yeah and and oh yeah we we should (laughs) so in our last episode we were like so we were speculating on what what happened with him and we've apparently we've learned that we have apparently just missed this thing where he didn't (laughs) like after what was it episode six was filmed or something Mm -hmm. then they all dispersed for covid things right right? and then then he just didn't come back then he yeah he just didn't so so they had to improvise a little bit which whatever that's that's unfortunate but i don't know i guess it opens the door for they kind of implied that he just like went evil yeah i was like which i don't love no no he's not an evil guy no like he likes to think he's a scoundrel and i guess he's a scoundrel a little bit he's kind of a knave but he's uh he's a good-hearted man at the at his core so Anyways, anyway, yeah, we've gosh, there's this whole list of of uh, rips that that you and I compiled. Yeah, we'll we to need to we need to compile that. that whole that whole thing or go over that whole thing. I yeah. I don't even know where to start with this. Like for okay, actually, I do know where to start. Let's start at the very beginning, which was yeah. essentially the prologue when we were seeing loose loose Theron. Right. That was not at all what I wanted. I thought that was interesting. Like on a scale of zero to 10, let's say one to 10, one being not at all what I wanted and 10 being yes, nailed that out of the park. That's exactly the information I wanted from Luz Theron. It was like a negative 27. That's an oddly specific number. <laughs> and I love that you said, you you corrected yourself. You said on a scale from zero to 10. Like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. One to ten, <laughs> like like that extra number mattered somehow. It didn't matter. <laughs> then you got to negative twenty seven, anyways. <laughs> it would have been le- granted. It was, it was less extreme if you hadn't made it into one to ten. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I subconsciously did it. Um, but like, it just that was not a, like it. it it just left more questions for me, which maybe is a device that they're planning to use for later seasons to have those flashbacks some more, yeah. but it was just irritating. 
I like that better than the lose Theron killing his whole family and everyone in a castle and going crazy and making a mountain of himself. That happens at the start of book one. I, I like this a lot better. Actually, I, I was like, oh, this is cool. I, I actually, that was one of the better parts of this, of the episode, in my opinion. But now I have all these questions. Well, it, it gave context, too, of what, what it used to be like. It was all technologically advanced back then. And yeah. But, but yeah, it, it also gives, it gives context of what the Hundred Companions were and what they did. And the, you don't learn about that till way later. Like right. if, if the, and if the women had helped, then things might have gone better. But instead, uh, so, so you saw in, in this show and in the other, a few other episodes, the women are, can link, right? Mm-hmm. Men can't link. They can't, they can't do that unless they have, a, women can only get to 13 right at once unless they have a man to help then they can get another 13 and then if they get another man to help so a man can link and increase the size of their circles Mm -hmm. their linking circles so you could have an enormous group of channelers all linked together right source but only if the channel is the both sides work together and men can't link at all unless they have a female to help them then they can get a bunch of men to channel as well but Hmm. They require, it requires coordination. And so that's why Luz Theron wanted help from the females. Mm-hmm. Instead, he got a hundred really powerful male Aes Sedai, but they were all right. individuals. They weren't, they couldn't, they couldn't create like a, an enormous source of energy. Right. The way they can with the, when they link. So anyways, this is all stuff that you don't know about because you haven't read all the books. I still didn't like it. No, I, I just proved that you did like it. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I get it. What, so what did you want? What, you, you wanted the, the he kills his whole family scene or something else? Yeah, I wanted the he kills his... I mean, I don't necessarily need to see it. I, I'd sure. be happy to see even just like the aftermath of that. You don't need to see the actual action sequence taking place. But I think that would have been better. So I think that this sets the stage for that scene way better, though, because it shows, okay, so he, he's asking the women for help, and they're, they're like, no, screw you, I'm the Emberlin. And, yeah. uh, okay, but, but okay, so he asks the women for help, and then, and then you see Rand interacting with Ishamael, who is mm-hmm. one of the Forsaken, who, by the way, they call him the Dark One. But but then if you like click on the if you put hit pause in M- on Amazon Prime, it tells mm-hmm. you who all the characters are supposed to be, and it's Shamael, which mm-hmm. which the whole time that's that's kind of how it's you know you're supposed to think it's the dark one, but it's actually the whole time just the the dark one's like best you know most capable forsaken or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he uh, so it sets the stage so much better though because. Now it, it shows like, okay, the start of it, he's going to go off with his hundred companions and it's all beautiful and lovely and all this stuff. And then now at the start of season two, they could start it with Luce Theron just destroying everything and him interacting with Ishamayel. And then we'll have more context of what happened. Why did this happen? So do you think that's how they would start season two? Uh, maybe it's the... Or how they maybe. should? Maybe they'll show that at the end of season two. I, I don't know. I, I think that they will show that though. And that that scene will have more meaning once we, now that we know more about that interaction, in my opinion. Okay. We'll see if I agree with you. 
I guess we will. <laughs> no, I, uh, that, that's my thought. I, I don't mean to invalidate. I know that you wanted that. That's, that's fair. I, I, I just never liked that scene much and you liked it more than, than I did. Like it's more interesting to you. So yeah, I, I just, <laughs> there's enough scenes of people going mad and killing everyone in this show. I feel like so. I feel like it also just would have really highlighted why it is so um one important to find the dragon reborn and i don't want to say like help control him but help him stop from mm-hmm. getting you know tainted and and going mad like i think that would have been a really great way to highlight that okay because you would see like, because all all you have seen realistically, all you have seen in the show so far, is Loghain, who was a false dragon. You haven't actually seen a dragon no. go mad. So <clears throat> I feel like that would be more impactful to see that, and then right away you could contrast that to Rand, and Rand. You could have a scene of Rand like thinking back to accepting that he is the dragon. Like you could see that. You could contrast that right away to see him being torn about it. And then you know right there as a viewer, like, oh, he's going to go crazy. Sure. Well, yeah, that's, I think it'll, that'll, that'll be an important part of whatever Rand's arc is that they choose is, right. you know, how he's setting off alone. And he's like, I'm going to go mad. And they're going to show what happens to lose Theron then. Right. Is my right. guess. Okay. That's fair. I, I liked. I, I just liked seeing the technological, uh, technologically yeah. advanced scene. You know, like with all the the, yeah, the, they're called like show wings and stuff. You you don't know that yet, but you know they they have a few flashbacks kind of in mm-hmm. in, this, in the book series. So, yeah, it was it was fun to see the context of. It's nice. They have good. They have like nice modern furniture, and you know, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like Rand is the only one with the nice coat. <laughs> he is the dragon. Yeah, he needs needs to stay warm. Right. <laughs> where does a where does a general keep his armies? Oh. <laughs> it's a joke. In his sleeveies. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me that the other day. I was like, oh, I remember that. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. That's a good one. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't tell you that while you were drinking your your water. You would yeah. Have, you'd have done the spit take there for sure. <clears throat> no. Nope. Oh, that okay. Spit take. I'll written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I feel like we've 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 talked about loose there and enough. That's basically the, that's the only scene he's in. Yeah. Um. I thought he looked cool for what it's worth. Yeah. Whatever. That's fine. A lot of people look cool. Okay, so <clears throat> so what next? Um where, where do we where do we start dissecting? Should we just uh go like talk about Rand and Moraine? Yeah. And then, and then we can talk about the others. Yeah. And we can do two different arcs, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So which one do you want to do first? I'll I'll let you choose. Let's do, let's do the others first. Let's save Rand and Moraine because I have thoughts. 
you keep insisting that if you keep it, if you insist that enough times, I'm going to start thinking you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let, let, let's start with the others first. Sure. So you have, you have Perrin and Egwene in, in this room and Egwene's like packing her bags and whatever very obviously making it look like she wants to go into the blight after ramp Mm -hmm. um which i kind of get i don't know i guess it makes sense with how they've built their relationship for the show so that that's fine um and perrin is very level-headed in a way about this not i don't even know if level-headed is the right word but seems logical and not going after them yeah like he she's making an emotional decision he's making a rational one yeah um and then you have this whole like land naive it felt like a goodbye scene yeah well that a lot of the lines he used are from the books actually Mm -hmm. you are a lioness and i will hate the man you choose Mm -hmm. and love him for making you happy or whatever like that that's directly from the book i i, I appreciated that mm-hmm. every once in a while they choose to do what the book does and i'm like oh i recognize that okay i mean i thought it was nicely done i'm not knocking it and i mean you, we don't see lan after that for a very long time so right it <laughs> kind of works out i thought it was funny she's like how do you have a tell when you're when so when you're like tracking and you're being tracked. Maureen has a tell. I don't know. It was just a funny thing. The the lo- Maureen or Nynaeve is like, oh yeah, I didn't track you, Lan. I tracked Maureen. I, I tracked that <laughs> girl you were with. Yeah, like she has a tell. I'll, I'll tell. just I'll just tell you. I'll, I'll tell you how to how to. But okay, so <laughs> all right, so let's let's track Maureen. I'll, I'll show you how to track Maureen. Rain right. has a tell when she's on a horse because I tracked you guys a well while well, you guys had horses. Um, right. But Moraine, now she doesn't. Moraine isn't, yeah. She's not on a horse now. Not on a horse. Uh, not to mention, like, Rand doesn't have a, like, is he trying to not be trackable as well? Like, he, Land can't track, whatever. I, I thought I thought that they're, she's like, he's like, oh, yes, okay, perfect. Now, now I'll have an easy way to track Moraine, apparently. Right. And no. Okay. I feel like they just weren't trying to hide it. Yeah. I was so I wanted him to stay with the I wanted him to stay with the Borderlanders and be like one of their command like be a commander for them. That's what right. I wanted for their big fight. And he left and then We okay. literally don't see him until the end of the episode now. Right. Like, Which is it. gonna disappoint those people who made that meme. Reasons yeah. <laughs> reasons i watch wheel of time only land <laughs> only <laughs> land pictures of land yep. so they will watch a whole 10 minutes of this episode yep. <laughs> yeah um yeah i then we've got some balcony talking with nynaeve and Egwene. well which... uh, and between nynaeve and i mean it, it, that's gonna yeah uh, lan and nynaeve has that talk have that talking nynaeve and elaine Egwene. um mm-hmm. And I mean, really, like Egwene and Perrin were kind. They're not on a balcony, but it's all just. It's all. It's a lot of. It, it was a lot of little side conversations. 
Yeah. I just, I felt like they took too long on those. I, I don't know, but yeah. In an episode where there was the potential for a lot of really cool stuff, they spent mm-hmm. a whole lot of time dramatically looking at each other. <laughs> and wanting to know what to do and how to help. Right. Well, oh gosh, yeah. So, oh man, there's just so much to talk about. I, I do feel more negative about this one. There, there was some cool stuff. I, I did like that Uno was <laughs> swearing. I, like that, that was cool. You know, he's like those flaming gis- goat kissing what yeah. trollocs. You know, it's it's very in character of Uno. Uh, but yeah, and you have this scene with like Amelisa, Am- Lady Amelisa, and. Mm-hmm. Lord Agelmar and you know they they reminisce for hours it seems they're just like let's just let's really take our time on this scene as well <laughs> yeah it was a lot of it just felt like a lot of back and forth which I, that's not what I was looking at I, I don't feel like it really made the story deeper or in any way like no how, how would you feel if the like the guy you have a crush on like was riding off to battle and he was just like go pick someone else basically like I'm gonna die like <laughs> I don't know I, it's just like d- does that does his does his discussion on that like help you in any way or is it just you being dramatic him being dramatic I don't know I don't know maybe I feel it would like help. It- I don't think it would help. Okay. Anyways, that, that's probably beside the point. I just, I've always liked Lan. And, and I liked how it, it's kind of poetic of him, really, of, you know, I'll hate yeah. the man you choose, but I'll love him for making you smile. I mean, I, I've always liked that scene, but um, yeah, but it felt like it took a really long time to get into like the really climactic, exciting parts. It did feel like that. Um. I did enjoy their interaction with Min in the in the inn. Yeah. Um, I thought that was good. And I thought that I did think that that added a little bit to it because you got to learn more about not necessarily about her, but just more of her basically being like, it, it doesn't really matter what I saw because everything I've seen has ended up happening anyway. It doesn't matter if it's good or right. bad. Right. Well, I've always liked that. The the idea that when she sees something, it's always going to happen. Just she mm-hmm. might not be able to interpret it the, the right way anyways. But like the fact that people are trying to use it and, and that like the entire series, they what whenever she's in it, she's showing people, you know, telling people about the things she sees. The, the arrogance of people trying to like they they will acknowledge that she can see the future and yet they've decided that they are strong enough to beat whatever the you know to bend that future to their own will just mm-hmm. the, the arrogance of it is is always been really interesting instead of just accepting okay this is going to happen you know maybe we make contingencies or whatever but i mean in a lot of ways her her tellings her viewings i i can't think of a time in the book series where it was like oh that was super helpful right like it just it's a thing and and in this case though i think that it they like found a kind of a way to make it she's able to just say well it always happens like it it gives a peace at least yeah it's it's like a 
getting closure before it happens kind of thing yeah yeah so i enjoyed that um i thought the scene was well done when she even had her her vision if you that's even what you would call it right while they were in the viewing i think yeah um what they end up calling it at least yeah so i thought that was well done the way they handled that Mm -hmm. um yeah and then the trollic army comes i guess yeah so Egwene is like oh i sense a a bigger storm but then they don't do anything no she's like she's like oh okay i sense a storm oh it's exactly like beltine except way bigger okay cool that's great um let's go to the bar go to the bar i mean let's go talk let's go talk to to men like they didn't they didn't tell anyone in charge about it just no yeah can i can i just i i need to nitpick on the fact that like they have this this trollic army coming in and, and you know they're getting ready and whatever they're defending the the city and um, I think it was Lady Amelisa that was like, I need all the women that could channel. And that was when Egwene mm-hmm. and I knew for like, oh, we can't leave. We've got to stay. And like, there are five in the whole city. What? Well, I mean, I mean, really, re- realistically, that's surprisingly surprising that there were any, any there. Like, but five? Well, they're supposed to ship all the capable channelers to, to the White Tower. True. I don't know. Like, I don't know how many people. I don't know what the they, they never give us a ratio like okay out of every thousand people one pe- one person could channel it just felt so mediocre well and, and we don't know how we don't know how big faldara really is either true but <laughs> i mean like, like when... this the city that's never fallen it's, <laughs> like, it's like there's probably lots of like like has Evans field ever fallen i, just, I don't know no. who cares like that's a grand claim for <laughs> anyways go ahead but you have this like army defending the city and this trollic arm and like all these grand things and then five right. five over here just linking up right well there's so many I'm, i i really disliked this whole sequence so first off they're mm-hmm. like the men have to go defend this thing and the women have to defend the other like why can't they be mixed why do they have to like let's bring let's bring gender into it for some reason like women could make it their own army i guess i am not i'm not saying that women couldn't defend like if if it came down to it uh, women are just as capable as men in a lot of ways Uh, you know Mm -hmm. obviously there's like body strength issues you know like in terms of females uh, matching against men but overall like there's i don't have any problems with there being females in the in the army what I, I don't know. How how did you feel about it? Because I felt it felt so like we we have to demonstrate that the men will will you know they'll die and it'll be like epic, but they'll die, and the women will hold the city and they'll be powerful and they they don't need they don't need men. Like it seemed like a statement of some sort. What what did you think though? It was just very. <sighs> Honestly, I was just so focused on the Trollocs coming in that I was like, this, it, it just felt very, um, it just felt like poor planning on Faldara's part. 
Like all of it just felt, I was like this massive army was coming in. I was like, this is not going to go well. Like you do not think this through. So I wasn't necessarily bothered by that. It just felt poor, especially when exactly what you were saying, where they're like, oh, the city's never fallen. I'm like, well, why don't you have a better plan in place? This seems like, like the fact that you've got Trollocs scaling the city walls and just smashing into them with their pickaxes or whatever. And you can take your crossbow and shoot what twice out that window before you get speared through the chest that doesn't seem like a good plan well i'm like okay so if you have channelers why aren't they there when the trollocs are like piling up on top of each other like what why can't a channeler just like zap that whole like group of clumped up trollocs or or why don't you have oil like boiling oil that you just right you know something like hot water something a big boulder it seems like (laughs) a big boulder (laughs) anything literally anything right or like they have these these cool windows like why can't when the watrolics like get to the top like to the to that level why can't they just like slam closed like use get get some kind of fortifications that slams that window show closed and then the trollocs can't get in that way and then they have to keep climbing the the wall like right like it seemed like a really poorly planned defensive arrangement and why do men have to be there why can't women if they're soldiers why can't they be part of it right i just don't get it like i'm all for empowering women i truly am i just i i'm like in this case, it's not showing that women are powerful. It's showing that they should be left alone for the last, like, well, the men are gone. The people who are capable are gone. Like, feel free, do, you know. Feel like, free. Do, do as you will. We don't care. Like, the, the important people are gone anyways. Right. In a way, it seemed, it seemed the opposite of empowering women. <laughs> but, but then you have the channelers enter the channelers who mm-hmm. don't have to be in Faldara. Like, like let's expose our most important people just in front of Faldara who yep. can, who can apparently deal with all of the Trollocs on their own without a single life lost, except for maybe some channelers who were going to lose their lives regardless. Right. It was very, um, and this, and this was a part for me where I was like, I was a little confused as to where exactly they were in relation to the army. And I just didn't understand right. why there were no reinforcements with them. Like, why was no one else there? Right. Uh, like, the channelers are going to be like, okay, well, we spend ourselves, now we're dead. Right. Okay, like, at, at Lady Emily Maybe- should be, she's presumably, she's wearing the armor, she's She's their commander. She should be there to help the, direct the defenses. She's not just an individually powerful person. She should be, she, her, her focus should be defending the city. Right. And it felt very much like a, you guys go over here and do your best. Hopefully it works. Because if it doesn't, this is a massive gap in our defensive plan. Yeah. Like if this doesn't work, they're just going to stroll on in. Yeah. I, I just didn't. And, and it was, it was kind of cool seeing all the lightning and just tear, yeah. them, tear them all apart. That was, that was kind of cool, but 
it never felt that menacing or epic. It was just like, oh, all right. So a bunch of guys went and died. And now mm-hmm. there was almost no reason. And I, I did, I liked how the, like she was drawing too much power. I liked that the other two channelers like died from it. I mean, that it's horrific, obviously, but right. you know, but that was kind of a realistic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know. It, it just, that, that whole sequence just kind of irritated me. Um, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, Perrin is, mm-hmm. is busy accomplishing nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> He's like, what do I do? The way of the leaf doesn't seem like the thing. And Loyal's like, well, maybe you should just ask and, and maybe then you can be helpful. And Perrin's like, I'm going to ask. And then right. they're like, we could use you to help break some stones. It's like, thanks. Like any any person could help with that. And then they randomly have the Horn of Valir, which they just set aside. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm. So I was a little concerned, actually, when they were, were getting that. I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, this is not. Nope. <laughs> Why couldn't the Horn of Valir been at the Eye of the World with Moraine? Why couldn't that have happened? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see a reason right now. It, like, in the books, that's what it, how it happens. The, they find the Horn of Valir in, in the Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they just don't find it. It's just, <laughs> hey, look, it's randomly in, in the, the Keep of Faldara. They, they don't really even tell you how. They kind of, they're like, oh, by the way... <laughs> so the the men oh my gosh this this also okay so <laughs> okay so agomar's like i'll take the men the males will go mm-hmm. except for like my most powerful sergeant and like some random lord like, like these guys who are like part of my honor guard kind of mm-hmm. they're, gonna, they're gonna just stay back they're not gonna join me no he doesn't need them no like he's too busy getting speared to the wall yeah yeah, like who cares that he he's a guy who survives all the way till book fourteen, you know, <laughs> in the in the books. Like he he, he can die, like, yeah. Rip Lord Agomar, but like it's literally fine. ripped. He got torn yeah. asunder. So yeah, these guys are like, yeah, let's let's just get break out the horn of Valir. Why not? Right. I, I guess it's plausible. He could have like said, okay, guys, look, you have a secret mission. You need to go get the horn of Valir, but. And, like and so, so Perrin is like, oh, well, I saw, I saw something. So he goes off and then he comes back and everyone, including Loyal and Uno and everyone is just, they're all dead. They're all dead. Cause Pat and Fane broke out of right. whatever he was in, wherever they were holding him. Oh, they, they didn't hold. I or not holding him. He, You're mixing it up was, with the book. He was uh, with his, with his murderal. Yeah. And yeah. you know, two random girls also got decapitated. Well, that's fine. That's maybe. fine. That's fine. Right. Um, well, because because there's no men there, so they have to decapitate women. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm of... I'm an equal opportunity of decapitation, really. And when <laughs> all things are said and done, you know, give everyone the equal chance to get decapitated by Merdral. It's fine. Yeah, so that happened, and then he just goes and kills everyone. Yeah. And then Perrin shows up and he's like. I was like, oh, this this could be like an epic fight scene at least. Maybe right? maybe, maybe they leave like a Merdral behind and we just get a gratuitous fight. And it's like, hey, look, 
Perrin did something this whole season at all. I, w- I was thinking like maybe when he when he walked back in there and, and you see it all happen, like you see yeah. Loyal dying and all this nonsense. I was like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna trigger Perrin. Like we're it's it's gonna happen. Right. We're gonna get a, a becoming moment, a moment yeah. when he becomes like, like yeah. here it is. And it didn't happen. He's like, I'm just going to stare at you and I'll hold my axe. I don't have a problem holding my axe. Right? I was like, but I did. I will say that I did like that he was eyeing the axe and like looking towards it. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that little interaction. I feel bad that I'm just ripping on the whole episode, but I did like that interaction. Sure. I like Pat and Fane being kind of like this cool villain. Like he's, he's more... He's more interesting than the wretch we see in the books. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy that. And I did enjoy he was, you know, like you're all, all five of you are, are Tavirin. So you're all right. needed or necessary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy that. But I was like, Perrin, man, just like. Do, do literally the, again it's that meme of the guy with the stick being like do something like come on right he's like i'm just gonna get tortured okay right. all right now that i've been tortured i'm gonna stand menacingly and let the wolves do my work for me and right? and Egwene do my work for me and and then what 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 would you say you do what here? would you say you do here <laughs> like what well, i I don't like the way they've handled Perrin. He, it, it's true that he becomes more and more, like he gains momentum through the book series at least. So maybe that's what they're waiting for, but I just. But, okay. So that might be true. I, I'm assuming it is because I'm taking your word at face value and I'm only halfway through book three. But um, if you're taking a 14 book series and condensing it down into possibly eight seasons, you're going to have to speed up the rate at which that inciting force happens for Perrin for him to do something. And a finale is the perfect point for Perrin to do something. Well, I don't like any of the characters is what I found. Like at the end, I'm like, okay, I liked Matt a lot. Mm -hmm. And now he's just gone. What what other character? Maybe. I I think that's just them trying to be sneaky, but... Honestly, I just, what what about, so Nynaeve has shown herself to be extremely powerful and capable, and Rand mm-hmm. has shown himself to be able to do things as necessary. Like, those two, I don't have a problem with. They're they're fine. They're, they're in keeping with. But I don't have a reason to like Perrin, frankly, right now. Right. Like, he just kind of putzes around and tells Egwene that we're, we'll always be okay, like... And he's like, and if Rand dies, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to burn any bridges here, Egwene. Uh, so, and, and what, what did Egwene do? She, she healed the hero at the end. Like, she didn't yeah. do anything either. She's just like almost died and I need to have had to save her too. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, like those two and, and Matt, that none of them, uh, like Rand and, Rand and Nynaeve are fine. The other three, I guess they're kind of likable. But but really, I like Moraine. I like Lant, like the people of action, the people who did something. Right. And so if the show's to continue, we need to have a reason to like these people. And I, I don't. And you don't like them. Right. I like them in they're the boring. books. The books, they're fine. 
I like them in the books. Um, right. But for the people watching uh, independently, like without having read the books. Does it translate? Yeah. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear people on, you know, if you want to go hit up our discord server, uh, we'd yeah. love to hear from hear what your thoughts are on, uh, you know, or leave comments on YouTube or whatever. What, what did you think of this? Uh, like, do you like the Emmond fielders? Do you like, do you like the characters in this series at all so far? I'd be really interested to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Perrin in particular, I just feel bad about. He's just doing nothing. It was such a missed opportunity. You know I what? I like. would like to know. Hmm. Does Perrin have thoughts? <laughs> like, like I, I, I just finished watching an episode of something, and I, I message him. I'm like, "Hey, I'm done. Like, let's going to do our podcast." And Perrin's like, "I don't have thoughts." <laughs> 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 I'm like. Oh, that, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, does he, does he have thoughts? Yeah. Because I don't understand what, and which sucks because, and this, this is why it sucks even more in this episode is because he started out with like you under, I understood why they changed his storyline a little bit at the beginning to give that broody emo boy some kind of depth. And he started out going and then it just plummeted here yeah i i just i wanted to see the wolf in him i wanted him to be like yeah. okay there's a dark friend and two merdral like let's go and he doesn't have to win no. i just i just wanted him to be like all right like we're we're gonna fight like this isn't this isn't an acceptable thing you killed all my friends you've you're a dark friend you're awful we're gonna go and like that's that's the parent that that you read about even in in book one like he's just like there's a certain level of acceptability of, of yeah. certain things and this doesn't meet it i'm gonna change it myself because that's what i have to offer like that's what i can do and, and we see that like his his character arc or what it seemed like they were doing this entire season looked like mm-hmm. it was leading to that right especially when you factor in like you understand why he's quiet. You understand why why he's moody. Like he killed his wife and hates his axe, hates his tools, all this kind of stuff. Absolutely, you know, pours his heart out and confesses to Egwene, has this, you know, wolf moment. Everything ju- is just like, keep, we're still going. And then it just stops. Oh, all this, now you can go, go take the horn. That's fine. You and your merger will do what you want. You said some things about Taviran about us, so you can go now. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is just it. The it was just anticlimactic. Totally, in every sense of the like, like the naive and you know the channeling stuff. That was that was cool on some levels and stuff. But yeah, you know, then the Rand and Moraine stuff. That that was you know everything had an interesting thing except for Perrin he's like oh I dropped the ball my bad guys mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you know I'm Taviran and the dark one's been playing us <laughs> right gonna go have a nap yep <laughs> that, that does sound nice but we're <laughs> 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 <for> being fair <laughs> oh man um okay so I think that is like pretty much all of yep. them we see like a snippet like we mentioned a snippet of Matt which could just be 
right. Pat and Fane playing trickery. It was it was also, cutting room floor footage for sure. And we see we see men leaving the city. Right. Which, okay, cool. She's gone. She gone. Right. And then yeah. So you want to talk about Rand and Moraine? I think so because I feel like maybe we won't be so rippy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, I guess we'll see. We might. Okay, so you think you like the Rand and Moraine part better? I think so. Okay. It, I think I did okay. too, a little bit at least. It was still anticlimactic. It was not at all what I expected. But I think I liked it better. Okay. I I don't know. What, what what did you think? Um it was more in keeping with the book, which was nice, I guess. I mean, I know that this has to be different than the books and everything, but I just I feel like there were so many weird things that happened and nonsensical things at that in in the like the epic battle side of this show that like didn't the weren't things that really happened in the books at all. And that's fine. But this was nice to have some kind of an anchor of like, okay, okay, there's there's at least something here that I can kind of latch on to a little bit, some kind of thing that approaches, uh, I don't know, uh, approaches recognition, I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can follow that. It's, it's like, okay, like you, let's say you get, you get lost in some foreign town or something like you, you get, you get there and you get lost and you can't, and then you see a familiar face and that's not even someone you like. It's just some random guy you went to school with like a long time ago, but you see him and you're like, <gasps> I reckon like I, you know, <laughs> that, that person is, it's going to be a very exciting moment that you actually reckon like I'm saved kind of. And not, mm-hmm. not that, that, not that that saved it. I just, having any kind of anchor under knowing that this is actually still wheel of time and not some weird fantasy madness was nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I liked them going through the blight in general, because I felt like you got a little bit of information because realistically, all you're going to do when you're filling that time of them walking through it is Mm -hmm. conversation between rant and Moraine. And sure. that was the perfect time for Rand to start asking all of these questions. Yeah. And, you know, have Moraine give him all of this, not all of the information, but little snippets of information. I thought it was funny. It, it took them, it took him a long time. It took him all the way till he get all the way to the eye of the world for him to ask like, oh, aren't you supposed to die too? Like, yeah. Well, you remember, I, I noticed that like, you know, back, way back when they were, you know, I guess they should have been focused more on their own lives and everything, but it was right. nice to uh, see that acknowledgement of, yeah, she's she thinks she's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did like that they handled that and they put it in there. Yeah, I, I like that Rand noticed it. <laughs> it is funny, like you said, that he got all the way there before he's like, oh yeah, you're yeah, gonna die here. Aren't you gonna die too? Like, okay, uh, but and she just showed that she's like, no, I'm I'm gonna go. Like she and she didn't just say it she demonstrated she i i do really like moraine's will here i i she mm-hmm. uh, she's my favorite character of this of this show yeah i mean i liked matt 
but then he just petered out after episode three. So you can't, she consistently has been capable and does what she needs to do every time. <laughs> Even if I don't always agree with everything she does, like she's the one who makes everything happen, her will. And, and it's not, and it's born out of a selflessness that is underlined by the fact that she's just going to die for this one thing because she really believes that that's what needs to happen. Right. So props to Moraine. Good, good, good on her. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the dream sequence that they were in the blight? Did you think that he was, that she was dead when she got stabbed? What did you no. think? No. Yeah, I, me I knew it was, I knew it was a dream. I, I was pretty sure too. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as, she got stabbed Mm -hmm. i was like okay this is this is the dream sequence yeah 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 and then i did like though that when he did wake up after that it was the exact same phrasing from her as what was in his dream sequence sure um i thought that was nice yeah i i liked that too and I have to say, I really liked Deshaun Mayel's acting, actually, like his arrogant, yeah. just, I, I don't know, he was so smooth and so, he, he was, I mean, he was like unlikable, but still, I really enjoyed him. I, he was, I hope he we was, see a lot more of him. He was so smug, too. Like, mm-hmm. he, like when, when Rand was like, oh, I got this from my father. And he's like, oh, you think that's your father? Like, just so smoothly arrogant and smug about mm-hmm. everything. And, yeah. and you could tell he wasn't showing his cards exactly, right. but you could tell he had the whole deck. Like he knew exactly what he was doing, yeah. exactly what he was talking about. And he knew that he knew more than Rand. Right. He's the kind of guy I would hate to interact with. Like I would, I would hate it that that whole interaction in person. If, if it was, yeah. if I was Rand or whatever, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't like it, but watching it is really fun. Yeah, totally. He, he was, he was really cool. Uh, you could t- tell he's, you know, a master manipulator. Apparently that's, they, they do that manipulation thing. Well, in this, it like the showrunners do do a good job of that. Like they show Moraine pulling all the levers, pushing the buttons, etc. And yep. they also, uh, you know, and they show Swan doing that to a lesser degree. And even Leandrin, like the Aes Sedai in general, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then, and then they show a Shamael also who doesn't have as much real power as, you know, he'd like you to believe or whatever. He, he needs Rand to do the heavy lifting. Right. And yet he's, you know, he's tricking Rand into doing stuff and he, he does it in a really, I don't know, really interesting, fun way to me, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, it was well done. Um, oh, I liked it at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So then. Then, like, they're in the eye of the world now. What did you think of the eye of the world overall? Like, I mean, when you first saw it. Okay, so they're they're doing two different things here, though, uh, which I, I guess I'm fine with it, because it's always been a very nebulous, what, what exactly is the eye of the world? And the books, mm-hmm. they don't, I don't think they ever revisit that at all. After the first, first book, almost mm-hmm. a couple small references here and there, but uh, like that's not where the dark one lives mm-hmm. in like he lives he lives in shale ghoul and there's the 
you know, there's the bore where people tried to drill in to find him. And, you know, when he was released, then they were able to patch it up with seals. That's what the hunter companions did. They patched up the bore, like the, the big giant hole that they were drilling to find the dark one, to find the energy source that they found. Uh, they patched it up and that's, that's what their, you know, that's what the dark one seals are. That's what Moraine is holding at the end is this, um, is a broken seal. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that, but that's a different place than the eye of the world. So they're, they're combining them, which I'm, I'm fine with because who really needs both of them? You, you can, you can do both. Right. Um, I don't know. It was just a weird, there's, the blight is consuming everything. It's destroying everything. And yet there's these ruins that have been around for a long time in the middle of the blight. Why haven't yeah. they been consumed? What's, what's going on here exactly? Yeah, it was, it was just weird. What, what did you think of it? I, I don't know what I was supposed to expect, but like in my mind, in my mind's eye, when I was reading the book, it, the eye of the world was just a, like a really pretty field. <laughs> Um, so I saw like this miserable dark area. I was like, oh, okay. Well, well, that's because the green man who it didn't make Mm -hmm. his appearance. So that's fine. But he's the one who kind of protects the eye of the world. And so Mm -hmm. it is a green, pretty green field because like people wander into it in the book and, oh, like it's beautiful. It's, it's like we're in the blight and then suddenly you're in this beautiful green field. Yeah. And it's, you know, with flowers and beautiful trees and you yeah. know, very, very sound of music-esque kind of situation. And, you know, a, a crazy, weird tree creature and <laughs> all, all of that's fine. I, I thought that was, it was, yeah, but they didn't need to have that, but, but yeah, I can understand why you would think, I don't know. So, so the dark one and his forsaken are trapped there apparently yeah and the forsaken apparently have enough power to still moraine right why didn't he just kill her if he could affect her that way why didn't he just kill her just get her out of the way he's like i've really missed human companionship so i'm gonna steal you because i'm a dick but i'm gonna keep you alive so i have someone to talk to I mean, but like you're right like why wouldn't you just kill her then you don't have to worry about her killing rand right or influencing him in any way yeah yeah, yeah. i i liked her the depth of her resolve too like she's she's gonna kill rand so there's no question she's gonna kill him if she thinks she's gone he's gone yeah. bad yeah and then Wait. what's that i was just gonna say which was exactly what you said like highlights her resolve yeah yeah and I like that Rand was able to see through his lies. I, I thought yeah. that was good because you just, we don't have enough about Rand either, frankly. Like we just don't know enough. Like, is he really, is he a good person? Really? Like he's loyal to his friend, to mm-hmm. Matt. But what else, what more do we really know about Rand? His dad's a shepherd. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So uh, there's, yeah, there's some, there's some interesting things going on. Um, it was nice to see, though. He was able to unravel the lie of, okay. So mm-hmm. somehow they're able to create a dream that Egwene even knew this, like, where this, the dream character knew yeah. facts that they, they could shouldn't. But then 
yeah, Ishmael comes, and I feel like he overplayed himself because he's like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna give you a vision of Moraine just being stabbed to death. Like I'm clearly a bad person, and yeah, and, and then, and then he shows up in this next dream, and Rand's like, you know what? Why should I trust you? Yeah. I- I mean, I will, I will say I was very happy that Rand saw through it and he seemed to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is because I've, you know, read past that part in the book or, or what, but it felt obvious to me watching it that he was going to see through it. Uh, Yeah. I didn't want Rand to go back. Like I, I want a hero. I want people I can root for. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I just I want I want a good guy. And so the fact that he's able to see through the lie and not be selfish and actually, you know, that, that I I did like that about his character of he says, you know, I want this just cuz I want it though doesn't mean that Egwene should have to do this just cuz I want it. Like it's it's a very that's a very really powerful moment for him at least as a character he can say okay, I there's more to life and, and even to my life than me. Right. Other, other people's choices matter. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I did like how they showed him channeling though. When in that dream sequence. Yeah. I like the, in the first dream sequence, he stabs himself to get out of the dream. That was I pretty, know. pretty gruesome, but epic. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> She's, he's going there you got you got to feel confident to the extreme to just kill yourself to get out of a dream right <laughs> like, like you, you really couldn't have like try to slap yourself first <laughs> <laughs> just walk away just, anything just just go straight for the sword through the gut <laughs> but yeah no, sorry you were gonna say something i feel like um uh no i was just saying that I, I just enjoyed how again like how they show the the one power like when you're channeling and how it comes through and then i really enjoyed that you could see like the taint coming fo- right after like mm-hmm. it was great yeah it was it was cool and then yeah so so then he tells moraine he's like yeah you can lie for <laughs> yeah i love his confidence that he she'd find a way to lie <laughs> right he's like you'll find a way <laughs> yeah. yeah you you can do it you've done it before Yep. This is and then we see her. She's like, yeah, he's gone. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. like, he's gone. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's from not a lie. certain From a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. And this feel, is the only point, too, where Lan comes back. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi would make a good Aes Sedai. Just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he would. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Aes Sedai. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. So so Obi Rand... wants to die. Like. Obi wants to die. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Rand's gone. Yep, he left. He gone. And, and yep. Moraine's stilled, apparently. So I, I, I'm not going to spoil. There, there's that. So that that's. That's not what happened in the books, um, obviously. Right. Um, right. I have suspicions on what's going to happen that's going to be linked to the books, uh, okay. but I, I really, that's that's pretty 
far in, in into the books. I really don't want to don't want to spoil anything unless uh, unless it comes up. Um, okay. I'll just say that there may there may be some hope for Moraine in the future, potentially, depending mm-hmm. on what choices they choose to make with the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um yeah it's interesting to me that as well as I predicted the show being like I, I was I predicted all the main elements this time which obviously I don't always predict things well so I'm not trying to like lord it over anyone but I for how closely I got it correct mm-hmm. I just didn't like any of it the execution of it was just really frustrating to me it, it was the execution 100 percent yeah, Perrin could have had his epic becoming moment or growth moment or something. Even if he did got his ass kicked, he still would have been mm-hmm. still would have been cool to see him just like, no, but he didn't. He's just like, <laughs> instead, he's a, he's an OK man. He's not even a yes man. He's like, <laughs> OK, OK, I guess I'll follow okay. along, blah, blah, blah. But I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with Egwene, though. We're, we're me and Egwene. We're good. We're good. Oh, man. Um. Uh, okay, so all of these people died in this yeah. episode. I feel like we need to go over this rip list that we made real quick. Yeah. Because there was just, like, for the first one that floored me right away was Loyal. Gosh. what I was like, yeah, we just got him. And he's, he's in the rest of the series. Like, he's we- interesting. He does important things. We just got him. Yeah. What the actual F? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace, loyal. And yeah, I'm looking at our list. I wrote next was Bella, which obviously that was those previously, but I mean, but still, I, I feel like just as a microcosm, like so. I my thought here's here's my uncharitable thought. They don't have enough money to really have a lot of horses in the show that much, right? Right. And so they're they're making ex- like the blight normally is allowed you're allowed to have horses in the blight, but they're like, mm-hmm. let's not do that because that's probably gonna be a lot of money. Uh let's let's also not have horses in the ways, which normally horses can be in the ways. I, I think right. they're going to find more excuses not to have horses. And them killing off Bella was a sh- way for to show us uh that they don't care about horses. They give zero oh. Fs about horses. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I wanted I want more horses, but yep. Yep. So Bella's gone. Um, Agomar, yep. rest in peace, Agomar, just dies ignominiously, mm-hmm. ignominiously, whatever. Uh, Amalisa. Yeah, and her two her random two channelers, cronies, gone. Gone. Those, those yep. two girls that got beheaded, gone. Gone. Yep. All Oops. all of the random dudes that were trying to get the horn out. Yep. Yep, Uno and Uno. the guy who was going to be Inktar, but now isn't. Mm-hmm. He, he was Lord something or other. Gone. Gone. Yeah, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Moraine's ability to channel. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all, almost naive. Rip. Um, can I just say, like, when that happened, I was like, mm, you can't really do this, I don't think. I wouldn't put it past you, but no. I wouldn't have been able to stop rolling my eyes if she died. If she just like she's gone, she's not coming. Like 
she's one of the more strong stronger characters that they've had so far like she's one mm-hmm. of the most interesting ones that they've made mm-hmm. so and then he yay he did something she did some she channeled <laughs> yeah woo-hoo. she did she, bur- she did something more than burn some ropes yeah more than little puffs <laughs> of smoke oh she's really coming along really well um, oh man yeah, rest in peace. The parents' willingness to do anything useful at any point in this series is <laughs> oh such, man, such Baron. an extreme thing. Yeah, um, he had so much potential. Uh, maybe we'll we'll see better. Um, so many, uh, you know. Rest in peace, Abel Cawthon's fidelity. Um, yeah, rest Aww. in yeah, yep. Yeah. Rest in peace, the Wine Spring Inn. which was used yeah it was used as ammunition oh man whatever i don't care whatever they're doing with matt's character arc yeah um that's gone i i hope that other people like it more i've I've had actually had three other people message me saying that they hated this episode so much really yeah man but they're all people who like the books though so i Again, it's it's impossible for me to uh, to see this objectively for mm-hmm. for someone who has never read the books. So, and I'm seeing it from the objective of just starting the series. Mm. So I feel like I'm not totally uh totally objective here, but right. Well, yeah, I don't think you can be even even as much as you've read. Yeah, I mean, you read the you read the full first two books at least, so you know. You know all the major plot points. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one interesting thing, though, at the very end, they introduce the Sean Chan. The Sean Chan are here, the guys mm-hmm. with the red sails, and they're an important part of book two. So I'm glad that they showed that, and they showed the their their channeling slaves, the Damani. I don't know how they're going to say it, and yeah. but I think I think there'll be some interesting things there. Hopefully, potentially interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah that was i like that scene i thought that scene was probably one of the stronger ones in the episode i felt sad for the little girl i did too i was like that's part of the reason why i liked it so much she was just it was just a sad you you knew what it implied i just had to wonder like the, so this is my thought and then it was totally validated i was like in this world where everyone dies at, at like it's just this really dark everyone's dying all the time to everything there's no there's just so many malicious a-holes about i wouldn't let my little girl just go collect seashells on her own yeah and then sure enough sean chan are like yep we're gonna kill her (laughs) (laughs) we're here yeah valid valid adam (laughs) (laughs) oh so sad yeah, I, I honestly think this is my least favorite of all all eight. Yeah. It had so much potential. Yeah. I feel like um, in general, plot-wise, I think they set it up properly for season two and like, like you want to see what's going to happen now. Yeah. It just wasn't executed right. Yeah. Like they ran out of money or, yeah. or they were rushed or the, the fight scenes with the Trollocs could have been so much more interesting, but they weren't. We still mm-hmm. haven't seen Mergel do anything. They're just like float around and have yeah. teeth. 
You know? Yeah, they haven't really done anything. Like, I'm not scared or menaced by the Marjol. It's like, oh, okay, they're like squad commanders. It's, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> like, the Trollocs die and the Marjol just stand there. Okay. And have yeah. teeth. And have teeth. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But maybe we'll get something epic in this next one. I mean, it's just a so, so start of book two, it, it, you know, it's the hunt for the horn. And, and so the people, the people hunting the horn, it, it's uh, Rand and Matt and mm-hmm. Perrin and Loyal and, Rip. and then Lord Ingtar, which, you know, they don't, they didn't have him in this, right. apparently. Yeah. So who's going to hunt for the horn now? Matt is somewhere. Doing whatever he's doing. Rand, Rand is somewhere. Perrin is moping about, muttering, okay. <laughs> Loyal is dead. dead. Where Bella is. Yep. He's with Bella now. Oh, sad. For some reason. <laughs> sad. For no reason. Uh, and Uno. Yeah. Oh. And Lord Ingtar, we haven't met yet. Yeah. So who's going to hunt for the horn? <laughs> okay, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <sighs> okay with Egwene. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, um, Moraine is, yeah, she's. She's stilled. All right. This, this is a very disappointing ending. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to end on, like, the Sean Chen thing was kind of cool, but that wasn't enough to save it, certainly. No, 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 I don't think it was either. We'll see. I'll, I'll watch the next season for sure. There's no question that I will watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm going to rewatch this one until we get kind of close to, like, I, I was hoping that this would have a really good rewatchable value. Well, and that's what I was hoping too, because a lot of these, these shows, I like to rewatch after all the episodes have been released and I will be a, real big loser and just watch them all in one sitting like a real long movie and they flow much better when you do that i found um so i was really looking forward to that and now i don't know if i want to yeah i I was into it up till this episode actually i i was i'd convinced myself this this is a new spinning of the wheel like we're good Mm -hmm. it's a new telling Mm -hmm. and they told it poorly this time so and yeah. it's, it's unfortunate i'd rather have a dud of an episode be episode five than episode the the finale than episode yeah and, and that's the problem is because it was the finale right you just want something a little more and it's significantly less and that's it i don't know uh so yeah would love to hear what you guys think about it the people listening mm-hmm. to it uh come join our discord server if you'd like uh that's in the show notes or if you know the video description if you're watching on youtube we we would love to love to talk about it maybe you can talk me out of my my (laughs) verified stance because i'm feeling gloomy right now yeah i'm i just feel sad Hmm. so we just hang up now i guess that that's it we don't have any other (laughs) i feel like if we say anything else we're just going to make ourselves more sad so 
but we will probably try to organize some sort of watch party or something like that for the mm-hmm. for something wheel of time related maybe maybe some episodes leading up to the release of season two or maybe something else i i don't know um maybe just watching the first few episodes of season two but we'll do that so if you want to know about that i guess just listen to our regular podcast and yeah. or or join our discord we'll, we'll have notifications about that obviously it'll be in a year ish from now but yeah we'll figure it out should still be around yeah yeah the books don't suck so no and we're still gonna keep going with the books yeah yeah we're gonna find out about the the real eye of the world here pretty soon in the yeah. books so and and the green man but yeah <laughs> yay yay ish <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um okay so no no other thoughts i haven't just suddenly gone vapid but i, I think i think i'm good i think i got most of it out um i, I think i did too okay so thanks everyone for yeah. watching yeah thanks. listening thanks adam but thank you sarah that was really sad <laughs> um okay cool so we'll see you next week i guess for a happier a happier episode (laughs) i hope so oh man um cool well that's it adam everybody may you always find water and shade hopefully there's more water and shade next season (laughs) yeah